The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. To answer the question that uh, Neil asked me off the air, yes, I am very happy about my Los Angeles Dodgers, and I don't care that anybody has to listen to it now. I've, I wasn't going to throw that into a basketball podcast, but now I'm just gloating. It was a butt kicking. Sorry, uh, listeners in the Philadelphia area. That was, um, that was a rough one for you guys. It's Fantasy NBA Today. That's the only baseball reference of the show. Unless, Neil, do you, what's your baseball team? Are you, uh, one, are you oh, Cubbies, gosh. White Sox? No, I'm actually from the Pittsburgh area. So oh. originally, so the Pirates. You're a Buckos fan of the Buckos. I went to a game last week, actually in Pittsburgh, when I was visiting my mom. Oh um, well, they got a potential. Yeah. They got a potential MVP on that team, Josh Bell. They got, he is playing phenomenal baseball. Yes, I like it. I always yeah. I like the Pirates. I have a soft spot for the Pirates for a couple of reasons. Number one, I just. You know, I, I there's something cool about they've got cool colors, cool uniforms. They got a really sweet ballpark. Uh, and the other reason is that historically, or at least like recent history, uh, the Dodgers have just annihilated the Pirates. I don't know why. It's a very one sided relationship. Uh, it's kind of the opposite of how I feel about the Cardinals, because no matter how good or bad either of those two teams, the Dodgers are going to lose to the St. Huh. Louis Cardinals. It's just those things. I mean, I, it, every time they play, I would just go. If if I was a betting man, <laughs> I'd just put a bunch of money on the Cardinals. And uh, when the Dodgers play the Pirates, you go the other way, and you're you're golden. Uh, so I, there there we go. We got our two baseball references. And Dan Vespers, Neil Rochelani. It's Tuesday. It's betting day on Fantasy NBA today. We gotta have one every week, right? Because every week there's something new to bet on. I love it. And we got a lot of stuff this week. Actually, I kept teasing it on yesterday's show because I. You probably could tell, Neil, as I was doing yesterday's podcast, I kept wanting to go into the betting stuff. I was like, no, got to hold off. Just got one day. I'm talking, to Neil to- <laughs> I'm talking to Neil tomorrow, Dan. You can hold it together for one damn day. So I ask you, how are you? What's up? I'm doing well. You know, there is one piece of news. I don't know if you want to touch on that. What was it? That, or maybe it's, I don't know how new it is. Um, this uh, Ben Simmons max deal. Oh yeah, I didn't. I sort of didn't file that into my news Rolodex because I I think it, it sounded like it was a foregone conclusion, but it is a pretty big deal. So maybe I I sort of looked at that in in the wrong way because it's 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 newsworthy, but it wasn't surprising if that makes sense. We we always no, sort of knew I they agree. were going to pay him, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I I don't know if I agree with it, but um, we knew it was coming. It's a lot of money. A lot of money. Five years, $170 million. Woof. For a guy who can't spread the floor. What did they just give Tobias Harris? Didn't they just give him about a buck 70 also? Yeah, he got, I think, the max as well. Very close. Ooh, man. Philly is is sinking some change into that team right now. So here's the thing. Uh, I think Ben Simmons takes more heat then he should because not everybody needs to be able to shoot in the modern NBA. A lot of teams have, you know, the one guy who can't, and they just have to make sure that the other four guys on the floor with him can, right? Because he can initiate, he can set up in the post, he runs an incredible fast break, Embiid can actually spread the floor if they wanted him to. Not necessarily the best place for Joel, but he can. I think there's, I honestly think there's a way that Philly can win with Ben Simmons I think the question is, 
does he have to play less in a playoff series because he's a little bit of a liability when the game slows down on the offensive side. But overall, I'm like, yeah, it's a lot of money, but it's better than letting him walk at some point. You just you can't let us you can't let a star level player walk away for nothing. Uh, yeah, we talked about that last time, I believe. Right. Um, same same story though. Yeah, same story. The one thing, yeah, I was going to ask you, what do you think the minimum number of three point shooters you need on the court to be competitive in the playoffs? Um, maybe is it four? You think, or you think three is enough? Uh, that's a that's a really good question. I don't know what the minimum is. I do know that you don't necessarily need to have five. Right. <laughs> the problem is that. Uh, you're right about Embiid, of course. He can shoot the three, and he's not shy to do it. But it, it's just not an efficient place for him to be. No, it's not. They're better when he's working out of the post. But, I mean, you know, Ben Simmons, for the shooting warts that he has, he's he's one of the best regular season players in the NBA. He's, he's almost unguardable when teams are not locking down and slowing the game down. He's, he's a monster in the transition mm-hmm. game. So we have to give credit there. Like, you got to get a decent playoff seed unless you are, you know, the Warriors, LeBron, situations like that where you can just go out on the road and win games. Ben Simmons is going to help that team win a lot of basketball games. I just don't know if they're going to be in the finals. Oh, yeah. I mean, I totally agree with you. I think he's a great player. Um, He gets bashed in fantasy because of his percentage on the free throw line and no three-pointers and but um, oh yeah, this is a fantasy show, I guess. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was just gonna say, yeah, he's definitely a better reality than fantasy player. It's just that I wonder if I mean, what I guess Philly is kind of stuck there in terms of they don't want him to walk for nothing. But um, they could he, move him at some point. He's, he's not the best fit next to Embiid, in my opinion. No, he's not Although the he's best fit. Yeah. He's not necessarily the best fit next to anybody because he, you have to make sure that the people around him can shoot. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I sort of move back to the the devil's advocate discussions that I was having about, uh, I think, I can't even remember if it was on a podcast or on Twitter. I probably need to sleep more. About, uh, it was on Twitter. It was about the Blake Griffin deal and how, looking back, a lot of folks say the Clippers should have never given him as much money as they did. I'm actually on the other side of that fence I think you have to just pay your superstar a ton of money and because letting them walk for nothing is worse. Look at the Hornets. Yeah. They should have just paid him even if it even if it locked him up. You got to at least get your superstar. They sell tickets, they win games unless you're going into a full rebuild. And if you're doing that, you got to trade the dude before you extend them. I mean, the your choice is there and I think it's the same thing here for with Philly. The choices are uh trade him before they had to worry about this max level extension. And, you know, I actually <laughs> actually still could do that technically. Uh, or pay the extension. There's no... The in-between is the absolute worst option as we're seeing here with Charlotte play out because you know, they're, they're a team that's going to take longer to rebuild from a, like, middling roster than it's going to take the Raptors to rebuild who just won the championship because you just can't be in-between. You let it. You trade them, or you or you sign them. That's it. Yeah, or OKC. They've got a lot of picks. Oh my god! I don't know what they're. Gonna, they just have like a. They have to build a Scrooge McDuck style money bin for all their first round picks and swim well, around. Well, they're going to be able to trade those for assets. I hope. Yeah, anyway. yeah. I think you and I are on the same page with that one. They're not going to make yeah. all of those picks, right? That's so many. Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, anyway. So yeah, that's news. It's newsworthy, but it's not surprising. Uh, Clippers and Rockets apparently are in pursuit of Andre Iguodala. Uh, 
Uh, Wesley Matthews' contract is official with the Bucks. The Lakers are not signing J.R. Smith. That was the non-news of Monday, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I enjoyed that. The memes were flying fast and furious. As a Lakers fan, you probably didn't want him, right? Oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. I, uh, I would be totally fine if he was given season tickets to the Lakers to go hang out really close to the team just for some J.R. antics. But in terms of uh option i mean he hasn't played competitive basketball in like like two years you don't want to this they're not that's the thing though the lakers are not in novelty mode right now if no one else joined that team fine you know you throw you throw a life raft out to jr smith or amari stoudemire or monte ellis whatever all this nonsense is but they have coming back yeah he's he's coming baby but you know they have lebron and anthony davis they can take their pick of the litter of a lot of these minimum level guys so uh, there's there's no real they got troy daniels they got new jr smith who so far so far has not splashed hot soup on an assistant coach yet but there's time yeah anything can happen uh, you guys want to know what we're talking about today? It's betting and it's win totals. I'm so excited, Neil. I've been waiting for these to come out from the second last season ended, and then I'm not fully prepared when they finally came out. <laughs> but how can you be, though? Because as of like three days ago, Russell Westbrook was still a thunder. Yeah, I know. This offseason has been literally the craziest one I've seen in terms of talent switching and, and win totals unpredictability anyway um i'm so glad we're getting back to betting um do you want to touch on mvp um oh i didn't look at the odds i'm sorry they're not that i mean i'm not gonna i i wouldn't place any wagers on uh nba mvp stuff at at this juncture but but let's uh yeah tell me who the favorites are well uh Giannis is the favorite that much i can tell you did you you pulled him up here while while we were talking didn't you Yes, Giannis, I see he's 3-1 to one is what I got. Yep, indeed. What else you got on that thing? Let's just go down it one by one, and we can talk about what's interesting. Uh, Steph, 5-1. to one. I yep. have second. Yep. James Harden, 5.5-1. to one. Oh, 550. Plus 550. No way to throw yeah. in a goofball number. Yeah, I know. Uh, Kawhi, 8-1. to one. Mm-hmm. LeBron, 9-1. to one. Davis, 10-1. to MB, 12-1. to one. Um. Yeah, I got a handful more. Doncic... And Jok- that is crazy. Yeah, Don Chick, 16. I wish I could bet the no on that. Anyway, yeah, there, that would <laughs> be a very no way he wins the MVP. Very pricey. No, it was what that'd be like <laughs> negative. That'd be like minus 2,500. Probably more than that. Probably like minus 4,000. Uh, Doncic and uh, Jokic are both 1,600 plus 1,600, 16 to 1. Cat, 20 to 1. Dame, 25 to 1. Really weird to me that Dame is so far behind Doncic in MVP. Yes. Uh, Paul George, 25, Westbrook, 25, Donovan Mitchell, 33, Kyrie, also 33, Zion, 50 to (laughs) 1. That's on there because, you know, somebody's going to throw five bucks on it because, you know, Vegas will take your five dollars. Jimmy Butler and Kemba Walker, both 66 to 1. Okay. Uh, Blake Griffin, DeMar DeRozan, 81, and then we got some 10, then we got some 101s on uh, all of the following eight names. Ben Simmons, Bradley Beal, D'Angelo Russell, Devin Booker, Draymond Green, Jason Tatum, Mike Conley, and Nick Vucevic. Those are all 100 to 1 guys. Uh, I mean, the, these numbers all make sense to me. The thing that doesn't make sense to me, Neil, is what a what a strange underdog the Warriors are to win the championship, and at the same time, Steph 
is the second favorite for MVP. It's almost as though people have completely forgotten that there are other players on that team. Um, yeah, but his numbers are going to be ridiculous, aren't they? This coming season. Yeah. Well, how? Okay, so how? Because how the good points is, always got skewed. He's going to score like thirty-eight a game. Probably. Well, D'Angelo's going to have to take a few shots too. Oh, how, you're right. How many Russell. wins would they have to get to for him to even be in the discussion? Though they're going to have to win fifty games to get yeah, an MVP this year. Someone will. He, yeah, he's going to have. They're going to have to finish in the top three, I think, in the West. I don't think they will. I, though. I don't think they will either. But I don't. So that's why I don't think it's a very good bet. I mean, obviously, I think the most value is probably Lillard at twenty-five to one. That's a pretty good value. If they if they throw up fifty three wins again, he would probably he's, deserve he's the it. conversation. Yes. Uh, will he get it? Probably not. Even if he deserves a lot of it, I thought he deserved it last year. Right? <laughs> I know that Giannis had uh, far and away the best season analytically of anybody in the league, but I just I thought the Blazers were going to fall apart. And Dame is just an incredible leader. The stuff that he does to keep that team tied together is. Magnifique. I, I, I'm a massive Dame fan. Who do you actually think is going to win it? I don't know if you remember this. We talked about this, I think, about a month ago. I clearly I don't. don't. <laughs> I, I said I would my my sort of dark horse within the top ten players is Anthony Davis. You think now? Do you think LeBron has to miss a bunch of time for that to pan out? I think LeBron's going to have major load management this year. Yeah, but load management is probably not enough. That still probably gets him to sixty-five or seventy games, right? For LeBron? Yeah. Yeah, so, but I think LeBron is okay with Davis going bananas on the scoring end. It's hard to win MVP when there's another superstar on your team. It is, but Durant did it with Westbrook. Um, you know, Curry's done it. Well, he didn't have, uh, did he have uh, Durant there? He didn't have Durant there, did he, when he won MVP? I don't believe so. I think there was yeah, a 73, you're right. wasn't that their 73 win year? Yeah, you're right. I it might wasn't. be I might be wrong on that one. Don't No, no, you're right. It was pre Kevin Durant. Um Yeah, I would say if I had to pick one the, for the value I'd go with um Lillard and if I had to pick one for I think with the most likely among the top it would be Davis. But I don't I, I don't like betting when you can't bet the no. I don't think the odds are fair. So. No, this is this is a this is a rough list because you kind of yeah. to me you got to try to figure out who's going to be the number 1 seed in both divi- conferences. That's that's I think to where you have to start. Uh, one seed in the East, probably Milwaukee again, right? Maybe right. Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So if it's maybe, Philadelphia, maybe Philadelphia, there's yep. a little there's Obed. Mm-hmm, yeah, twelve to one, a little bit of value on Joel Embiid. I like that one as a possibility. Western Conference, um, I don't have a clue who's going to be the one seed coming out of the West. I don't have the first foggy clue. Vegas thinks it's the Clippers, but mm-hmm. they're going to have a lot of load managing, significant. Management of loads. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> Guys are going to yeah, rest. They should have really come up with a better term. Please, anyway. NBA. <laughs> this, is, this makes for a fantastic podcast fodder, and at the same time... Can't they just say, like, health management? I don't know. Yeah, anyway. why does it have to be load? I get it. It's a, it's a long season, but, man, you got to work way down the list. That would have been, like, my 11th choice. For... <laughs> it's like, well, people got tired of calling it rest. What do you guys think about this season is such a heavy load. Um, all right. <laughs> what was it? Four in the morning and we're drunk and we're trying to figure out what to... It's idiotic. Um, who do you think is the one seed in the West? 
Oh, be, the what? Could be Utah. Could be Denver. Weird could teams that Utah. like care more. It, it could be. I don't think Dem. Like you said, Denver might take a step back and wins. Um, I think Utah. If I had to, oh gosh. I mean, if I had to bet, it would be the Clippers. Yeah, to, they have one of the best rosters and one of the best coaches. They yeah, do. They do. But, I'm just. I'm wondering about dynamics. I'm wondering about how fast of a start they get off to. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if Paul George and Kawhi cancel each other out mm-hmm. in terms of MVP voting. And also just like with the load management stuff, we don't know if Paul George is going to be 100% healthy to start the year on top of the other stuff. Right. Uh, they they have a very good shot to be the one seed. Uh, Utah has a good shot to be the one seed. Houston actually has a shot to be the one seed in the West because I think they'll probably care more than other teams. And, you know, James Harden and Russell Westbrook never skip games. Even if the fit is terrible, they're going to play. And so actually having your superstars out there is generally a positive. I mean, you heard me rant yesterday about the fact that they'll I did, be I did, and I wonder if... Um how they're going to deal with Harden's rest. I know he doesn't like to rest at all. Yeah, he will refuse. That's how they're going to yes. deal with it. And it'll be the yeah. it'll be the same story as years past. They're just going to have to try to get his minutes down in each individual game cuz he's not going to take any games off unless something's broken. That's that's Harden. They won't and D'Antoni has shown that he doesn't have the spine to sit him down anyway. Yeah, he didn't have the spine to get between Kobe and Dwight. So <laughs> I I wouldn't get between Kobe and anybody. <laughs> But he's the. I mean, he, he, anyway. Um, I think I think it's going to be the Clippers, and I think Utah would be a dark horse. I'm going Embiid as my value play from this list. Oh yeah, for this, yeah. The, the only thing I, I don't like about Embiid is you know how much does he sit? Yeah, that's the hope. You have to you have to hope for a very strong season. Honestly, the truth of the matter is, Giannis is probably going to win another one because if he does what he did last year again, and if he gets any better, he'd get it again. Uh, but they don't generally like to give it to the same guy a bunch of times in a row. So there, there's that, that's why we're even bothering to look at some of this other stuff. We'll, we'll come back around. I think, Neil, can we, can we use the Rochelani tagline? It's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yes, it's a very, it's a high level of uh, analysis. There, I, I yes. need to, I need to get, <laughs> I need to get you recorded saying that so I can get like a one sound soundboard for the podcast. Or even when I don't have you as my co-host on like a thir- on a Wednesday or something, and somebody's you know whatever it might be, then I can just cue up and Neil saying it's stupid, and we can move <laughs> on to the next thing. Uh, he, by the way, is at ball with Neil, B A L L W I T H N E I L. I'm at Dan Bespris. This is a hoop ball presentation, also brought to you by our good friends at Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. Drink all the good stuff, and then maybe you will be wired enough to make a bet on uh, NBA MVP. And when you win it, you can point at us and say, you idiot said it was stupid and I won anyway. And we will congratulate you because the simple fact is we don't really have a clue. Uh, this could go a lot of ways. The, the parody, the fact there are so many pairs of superstars also makes it really hard to figure out who might separate themselves in the MVP voting. Futures bets, season win totals. This is what we're here for. Neil and I are rotating. We're going back and forth. We're each going to pick our top two or three most interesting numbers from the NBA win totals list 2019-2020 season. Neil, do you mind if I just blast through all 30 real quick? Oh, God, please do. <clears throat> I will clear my throat, and then right. I'm just going to rattle them off, and then we can pick ones to go with. From worst to best right now, I'm just going to do it very fast. 
Hornets, 23.5. Cavaliers, 25.5. Phoenix, 26.5. Memphis and New York, 27.5. Wizards, 28.5. They're all halves, guys, so I'm going to stop saying that. Chicago, 30. Atlanta and Oklahoma City, 32. Detroit, Minnesota, Sacramento, all 35. Pelicans, 36. Mavs and Magic, 41. Heat, 42. Spurs, 43. Blazers, 44. Nets and Raptors, 45. Warriors, 47. Celtics and Pacers, 48. Nuggets, 50. Rockets and Lakers, 51. Utah, 52. Philly, 53. Milwaukee, 54. And Clippers, 55. Neil, do you want to go first or should I go first? We need to have like a a pick a number game here on air. I'll use a random number generator and whoever's closer gets it. Sure. Okay. Uh, Pick a number between 0 and 100. You can pick first. 51. You jerk. (laughs) 50. I'll take 50. I get the lower half. I'm clicking generate right now, and the number is 87. So you get to choose whether or not you want to go first, or do you want to have uh, have home field advantage? Oh, I want to go first. Yeah. All right, so you want to throw one out there? I want to throw out one that that is really confusing to me, and it feels like an easy over, but maybe you can tell me why I'm being stupid. Um, Yeah, that's the tagline. Sacramento. 35. Um, they, won, they won 39 last year, and they don't lose anyone, did they? No. Uh, Willie Cauley-Stein. Well, I'm sorry. They lost Willie Cauley-Stein. Yeah, I mean, we got to be thorough. <laughs> we got to be thorough here on Fantasy NBA. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I am actually a little bit... So here's the thing. I, I, I should also say this before we get into the, the nuts and bolts of this stuff. This is an initial reaction podcast from Neil and myself. We have not done the deep dive. That will be on future episodes of Fantasy NBA Today. We'll go through it, fine-tooth comb, uh, picking out... Th- this is just us grabbing our, our six most interesting ones and, and giving initial reaction to it. I'm actually going to play a little bit of devil's advocate with you on that one. Um, I don't think the Kings got better, which is... Uh, I think people are going to yell. I think people are going to yell at me about this. I know we have a, a pretty big Kings following on this show and and at Hoop Ball in general, um, particularly because of, of Aaron Bruski's days with NBC covering the Kings. Uh, I don't think they got better, and so this is where I I shy away from what what you might consider an easy over. Last year, the Kings were at 39. So uh, you know, to be under 35, they'd actually have to get significantly worse. My issue with the Kings is I didn't much care for their uh, weird veterans that they brought in. I thought they got worse when they picked up Harrison Barnes last year. Um, I love the Rashawn Holmes signing, but I don't know that he's going to play enough to be an impact guy on this team. And I feel like a lot of the Kings wins last year, and I know I'm going to get crushed for this entire analysis, a lot of the Kings wins last year came because they surprised teams. And that's hard to do two years in a row it's actually why I was fading the Pacers so hard this last season is because I thought they surprised the hell out of teams and they completely reinvented themselves they turned from a fast break team into a defense team this last year and so they were able to kind of hold ground they went under the number barely but you know Victor Oladipo being hurt contributed that they would have gone way over if they stayed healthy and it's because they totally retooled their team from an identity standpoint I don't know that the Kings did that from an identity standpoint. I think they're still a fast break as hard as you can team. And I don't know that their coaching staff got better. I think it might've actually gotten worse. And so you throw in these kind of old guys who have in the past slowed down the youngsters on the Kings. And the only question is how much better does Marvin Bagley get? Is it enough 
to counterbalance the fact that all of the teams around Sacramento basically got better. Clippers got better. Lakers got better. Uh, Jazz, Rockets, Blaze. Uh, well, not Blazers. Jazz, Rockets, Nuggets, Warriors who will be about the same. Uh, Mavericks, way better. Pelicans, I would argue better because Anthony Davis played, what did he play, 55 games last year? Wolves, about the same. So uh, I think they probably do still go over, but I don't think it's easy. I, I, I'm looking at the Kings getting very close to where they were last year. I, I have them more at, at, a, at a quick number, and this is, again, not with looking at all the, the pairings. I have them around 38. So it's still an over, but I, I actually think they, they lose a win from last year. Yeah, no, I like the additions. I like Ariza. I like Dedeman. Um <clears throat> I forgot about the major coaching change. I should say that. So that's probably, that's not really smart on my part. But um, so we'll see what Walton does. But I, I, it's also I think they're better just because young players get better. I think Fox is going to be better. I think Heald's going to be a better player. Um, we'll see about Bagley. Um, I expect him to be better. I, I expect them to, to contend for the eighth seed out west. Yeah, so. I don't. I don't have them in the playoffs in my in my numbers, and I know people hate me for it, but I got to stick to my guns on this thing. I'm not going to change my mind. I, I think we saw um, almost as good as as Buddy Heald is going to be with the way his game translates. Mm-hmm. He's also older than we realized, so he's like at prime now instead of coming into it. Uh, he played in all 82 games, which probably won't happen again. I know he's pretty durable, but th- that's an uncommon thing. Uh, I think De'Aaron Fox levels off a tiny bit season over season. I just think that a lot of what the Kings did last year and, and looking at their game by game is why I'm I'm building this the way I am. They racked up a lot of their wins early last season, as you may recall, and they were atrocious late last year. They, I mean, they were bad. I, I think even Kings fans would, they probably, they probably would want me to say meaner things about them uh, down the stretch. They fell apart. Remember, they were... They were fighting for that eight seed mm-hmm. this last year, and they ended up nine games out when all was said and done. Like, it wasn't even close at the end of the day. Uh, the Clippers ended up pulling away considerably. And, I, you know, I'm a little bit afraid that that's because they just sort of... It was a little bit of a novelty style of basketball. They were the fastest team in the NBA for a while, and it was catching opponents with their pants down. And when teams started kind of attacking when it was right, and sagging back when it wasn't and trying to slow them down. In the half court, they were getting beat because they weren't very good on defense. And then it turns to the coaching side for me on Sacramento. I, I saw Luke Walton with L.A. Uh, he had his moments. His assistant coaches were not good. The, like, the team didn't really get better as years went on. Uh, a lot of what we've, a lot of the best basketball we've seen from Lakers has been uh, after guys have left the team or guys that were better but weren't getting playing time. I didn't his rotations were weird. So I'm I'm concerned with the coaching stuff. I'm concerned that some of the young guys have a little bit of a plateauing year and and then maybe take another step the following one. But to me it's really hard to make two big leaps in a row. Uh the number is still probably too low as I said. They probably do sneak over. I just I I don't I don't think they're going to be up in that 45 win territory where I think you need to be. Uh, to compete for the eight seed. So I, I think it's going to be a little closer than people think on that one. Is it my turn? It is your turn. All right. Where are we going to go? Da, 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 da. All right. First one that I'm throwing out. 
The Oklahoma City Thunder. The Oklahoma. 32 and a half. And you got to... And you got to tell me what you think first, which is just mean on my part. It is mean. Um, I'm looking at their roster right now. Um, <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to figure out who's still around. Chris Paul, man. Have, Chris, you don't really think Chris Paul is going to play more than a third of the season? He might get to two thirds. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't know if he'll be there. I mean, is, are there trade restrictions on him before the? I, I thought no, I don't think moved. so. Yeah, I think he can be yeah. moved immediately. But, I mean, there's a difference between can and will with a contract like that one. <laughs> oh, I, I, I totally understand. Yeah, the contract is not easy to move. But uh, I don't think he wants to be there. I don't. He shouldn't. <sighs> They're going into a rebuild. It's a weird place to be for. Yes, there's no there's no financial motivation for him to play and play hard. Um, Just anger? <laughs> yeah, I guess maybe just anger. I mean, obviously, he's a competitor. He's one of the best point guards of this generation. So, um, I, thought, I thought he was older than he was. He's only 34 right now. That surprised me. I thought he was 36. Oh, yeah. I remember when he came out of college. Um, yeah, a long time ago. But he was like a freshman, I think. He played one year. Hmm. Maybe he played two. I'm not sure. Anyway, um, okay. I would have to go... I'd have to go over. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I'm proud. Really? I'm proud you of agree? you. I'm with yeah, you. Yeah, because that one. I think they, I think this, they just get the perception gets too down on them, right? There is a very real chance that that number gets bet lower than thirty-two. Yes. Uh, people are. I, I have to believe that people are going to bet the under when the storylines are Paul George gone, Russell Westbrook gone, right? But they're still stuck. With a bu- with a bunch of other and Jeremy Grant gone, by the way, but they're still yes. stuck with some other veteran contracts on that team that they just they haven't been able to bail out of yet. I don't think I would make a wager on this team now because there is so much that could still happen before the season starts. Stephen Adams, tough contract to move, twenty seven million dollars. I think he's making this year. Chris Paul, forty. I mean, they might be stuck with those guys. That's tough to move. It's tough, and Adams, you know, he's been a little bit. Um, we'll see if he gets more of a higher usage role. What that means, dude? Can we game. talk about the fact that he's now allowed to grab rebounds? Oh, I know. What about his fantasy value? It's he will. He might be a uh, 12, 14 rebound guy a night. Right? Oh, easy, easy. All those box outs. You think Russell Westbrook <laughs> was going was getting eleven rebounds a game without Stephen Adams on that team? What no, a team was- player! Oh my God, <laughs> Stephen. Steven, we bow to you, man. Uh, like, uh, he, uh, he averaged nine and a half rebounds last year, and Westbrook was at what? Ten and a half this last season? Yeah, that's, that's just so sad. Yes, it was. He probably yeah. took of the ten and a half that, that Russ got every night, and I'm, I'm sure there's a stat that showed that, like, what Steven Adams was boxing out on where he could have grabbed it. I've got to think that he was losing two to three every ball game, at least. Maybe more. Oh, I'd say more. Yeah, <laughs> man. If you can I'd say break... like I'd say four to five, yes, but yeah. My hope is that Stephen Adams stops taking free throws because if so, he could be a really good fantasy center this year. Yeah, yeah, we'll see about that. That free throw percentage is is going to hurt him, but maybe his volume won't be that high again. He's not a high volume guy, which is good. Yeah, high enough. That's my beef. It was higher oh. than I wanted. He was at like four a game last year, almost, which is too many. Uh. But damn, I mean, if you're worried about like his good looks going away, you shouldn't be. 
because Chris Paul is going to run exclusively pick and roll the entire year. Yes. So you're good, man. It's going to be a lot of Chris Paul, Steven Adams pick and roll if they're both stuck there together. That's the if, right? Does Paul play in there for oh, the how love long? Each other. That's yeah. like that's a match made in heaven too, because Chris Paul's always yelling at people to like be in the right place, and Stephen Adams mm-hmm. is always in the right place. He's diving, he's banging into people. He's gonna Chris Paul's gonna love him. It's gonna oh be- yeah, and he uh, he's a consummate team player, so I think he'll be fine. Yeah. Instead of New Jack City, it's gonna be New Lob City. <laughs> Chris, Chris Paul and Stephen Adams. Oh the boy! New, uh, so, well, what would you, do you have? You put a win number on this yet? On this Oklahoma City team? Oh, uh, I think they get to around thirty-four, thirty-five with this roster. But yeah. this might not be the roster. So that's that's the rub. This might not be the people that are showing up in October. Right. But I'm glad that you went over. I was happy you went that way. I wasn't sure. Oh, I mean. The uh, the psychology says you should go over, right? It does, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, it, yeah, the, the the you know, with generally, there are situations where a team can just get so bad that the psychology part doesn't matter. We saw it with Cleveland last year; they just got so horrible that, and then Kevin Love surgery missing three and a half months was sort of like the death blow on that one early, the pre tank. Uh, but Oklahoma City doesn't even really need to pre-tank. You know, they're stuck with these veterans. Those guys are not going to lose on purpose. Uh, they have first-round picks from everybody in the NBA right now. So they just need any anybody losing on any given night is good for them. Uh, so I, I don't I don't think you'll see the traditional tanking from that team. That's the one thing you worry about when uh, when superstars leave. All right, your turn. I gave you an annoyingly difficult one, so I, I'm ready for whatever. Uh, whatever truckload of manure you want to pour on my face here. No, no, no. I'm going with a big name team. Okay. I, I, I don't want to just go with my Boston 48 and a half. Ooh, that's a tough one because I think perception is that they got uh, a ton worse. Mm-hmm. And I think reality is they got the little worse, right? Cause uh, like Kyrie, yeah. the Kyrie Kemba thing is, is probably a tiny bit of a hit. I'm worried about the Al Horford loss with them. That. That's the big one. Maybe I'm mis- uh, maybe I'm misreading the perception. What do you think the perception is with this team? Maybe I'm too inundated with like basketball Twitter and basketball Illuminati here, where we're all like, "Al Horford's going to crush that team." Does the average person know how important Horford was for the Celtics? That's why. I mean, this is my talk about easy over. This is my easy under. But maybe I'm I'm being silly as well. I don't think they get this many wins um, because of Horford. He was the, he held everything together. Yeah, I agree. And we saw what Kemba did. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not as high on Jason Tatum as a lot of other people are, and maybe that's the thing that comes back to burn me. Like maybe he maybe he becomes the superstar that everybody's telling me he will be this season. In mm-hmm. which case, then they go over. Uh, but they have, I mean, their center situation is abysmal. Wasn't it like yeah. the Time Lord and Ennis Cantor? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I guess the one thing I got to look at the roster, but the one thing that makes me nervous is I do like Brad Stevens as a very good coach, maybe not the best coach, and I think he gets the most out of his players in the regular season. So maybe they do. I yeah. would say it's an easy under, but I'd have to lean under. Um, um, I, yeah, I'm I'm more worried. So we're, we we were almost looking at the prove it factor on another team here, where we had the Oklahoma City one, which is like, hey, we're still good. Uh, and with Boston, it's the, hey, we you know. They basically went out there and said, like, Kyrie was our problem. 
right? Isn't that effectively yep. what the guys on the team were saying? You know, we right. we're we're just we just want to go out there and play hard now. Uh, this is all this is some pretty clear barely veiled shots at Kyrie. And so the, I mean, the Marcus Smart contingent on that team, I feel like they're going to be in prove it mode. So I'm actually a little bit worried that that one goes over. Uh, I am I'm starting to try and guess myself now, too. I don't, but they did lose also uh, Marcus Morris. I don't know how much you care about him. Nah, not much at all. I think you're going to okay. see a better Gordon Hayward this year. I think that'll make up for some of it. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just I think you're going to see them play more like they did two years ago where everybody's just, like, playing so hard that they get themselves hurt, but then they rattle off wins. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then Kemba will have an opportunity to win some ball games, which you might see slightly better Kemba. In it, where not necessarily from a fantasy standpoint, but just like better decision making. If he had any help in Charlotte, I mean, they were the the numbers with Kemba on and the the on off stuff for the Hornets over the last like four years with Kemba is crazy. They just they were basically like dead heat with a lot of teams when he was on the floor, and then the second he went to go rest for two minutes, they got blown out every ball game. So, uh. I, you know, as a Laker fan, it pains me to say it. I actually think the Celtics are going to play really hard. I think they're having a pretty good regular season before they get blasted by superstar power in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So I'm leaning ever so slightly. <laughs> I think they get to around 50, actually, and sort of like yeah, a quick number. Yeah, now I'm starting to have second thoughts. But anyway, I think it's uh, – I'm curious to see how they, they manage without Horford and other big men. So Yeah, they are a little bit thin in the front court. By a little very bit, thin very, right very thin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> More than a little bit thin in the front yeah. court. Uh, they'll find a way, though. They'll just push people around until somebody loses a basketball. That's the Brad Stevens method. Um, all right, so this is this is my second one, and we might even we might even put a pin in this stuff here after just two apiece because uh, we've actually had a, a very nice podcast at this point, and you know eventually we're going to go through all these things and and give our actual numbers when we can kind of break it all down. So. At the risk of this being our last one, uh, I wanted to make it a really interesting one, and I'm sure everybody was thinking, do an L.A. team, do an L.A. team. We're going to save those. I'm going to the other team in the Bay, the Golden State Warriors, 47 and a half. I don't this, know. I honestly don't know. I don't know either, but this this would fall under prove it as well for me. Um, so, so I'd have to go over. over. Yeah, they were 57 wins last year uh, in anti-prove-it mode, whatever you'd call that, which was like, hey, how many wins do you think we'll get if we just, like, flippantly step onto the court 82 times this year? <laughs> they really didn't care. I mean, right? They didn't like, care at all. Not even a little bit. That was the no. least effort I've seen in a regular season in a long time, and they still got to 57. But no KD, no Clay Thompson. Um added D'Angelo, somehow managed to con Kevon Looney into coming back for $5 million, added Willie Cauley-Stein, Steph's going to go berserk, Draymond's going to have to play hard. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I think I'd lean over on that team. Yeah, they just have those guys, uh, Curry and, and, and Draymond, have a lot of uh, pride and competitive spirit. So I just think they will try hard in the regular season. So that those you have two guys that of that quality trying hard with a very good coach and coaching staff. I just think you'll get there. 
you kind of have to, right? And I feel like they know. I'm sure they have a board somewhere. Steve Kerr's probably got like a post-it note uh, on the top of his computer monitor. <laughs> do people still do that? You put like post-it notes all around the outside of your monitor. He probably has a post-it note on the outside of his monitor, uh, or he has like forty. He has like forty-nine of them. And every time they pick up a win, he can pull a post-it off of his screen. I, I really think they have a target that they want to get to. That's just like, okay, if Clay is back on March one. And, I mean, what's left at that point? Like 20, 20 games from March to the end of the year, if that, seven, 16, 17 games, something. So over the first, let's say, 64 games, they're probably in there thinking, we got to win like mm, 35, 35 and 29 through the first 64 games. Although I don't know how much they think Clay's going to help right when he first comes back. Maybe more than that. 38 out of their first 64. And then over the last 18, they pick up another 10, go 10 and 8. Uh, I, I think that they're going to make this a very methodical plod through the year, knowing this is how many wins we got to get to, and then we'll get healthy, and then we're going to be really damn good come playoff time. And so I'm with you. I think there's prove it. I think there's like set goals with this team and the goal is this number of wins because that's what's going to get in the playoffs. 48 wins last year, Neil, is what it took to make the playoffs in the Western Conference. And I think you have to assume that it's going to take that or more this coming year. Yeah, and the third point I mentioned for Golden State is they don't have a target on their back anymore. No, not really. I don't think anyone's going to be thinking of them as like, we're playing the champs. Let's play our best. Nor so, should they. The Raptors are the champs. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. I they know. Always, I'm just giving you a hard they time. Brought out, they brought out the best in other people, and that's, I don't think people are going to care that much. Yeah, I'm being, as, a, I'm being a dickhead. Yeah. If you're not used to me being a dick by this point. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Raptors, but, by the way, despite being the champions, will also not have a target on their back. So that's kind of interesting that neither team from the finals last year is going to be like the team people are gunning for. It's going to be... Uh, Lake, Lakers and Clippers, right? It's going to be the Los Angeles teams. Both, yeah, both of them. <laughs> Staples Center is going to be hopping this year, man. Woof. I can't afford a ticket to that joint. What do we got? Cheap seats? We got like across the street stuff like we, like at Wrigley? Can I can I watch the game oh, through the window? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> I'll just, do they have that at Staples? No, they, they definitely don't. <laughs> I can go climb onto LA Live across the street and buy binoculars and try to look through a window. <laughs> that, that'll be yeah. my move. Uh, yeah, I'm, w- I'm with you on that one. I, I also like the over with Golden State. Uh, what do you think? Should we let's put a pin in it, and then next Tuesday we'll actually go through this thing fine tooth comb style, and we'll do like anywhere from six to ten teams at a time. We'll knock it out over the next month. Perfect. I'll work on it all week. Yeah, I won't. I'll work on it for like a day in there. <laughs> yeah, I got I, my my whole goal is to try to beat you again this year. Yeah, you got me, man. You got me. I, I'm I never gonna let you forget that. Either. I know, and you'll probably get me again. You're good oh, at this, man. That. You I, talk down on it. yourself. You're really damn good at this stuff, especially when it comes to numbers. People, follow Neil at Ball with Neil. Uh, he is a serious degenerate, like a gross, disgusting human being. And you gotta follow. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta follow that because it's wonderful. Um, Neil, I'm gonna ask you a very important question. Yes. Do you know who your co-host is on Thursday? I want it to be Josh. <laughs> There you go. You can plead with him right here on the podcast. Josh, if you're listening, do you want to do you want to propose to Josh on the podcast here and see if he's listening? I'll stop. I, you know what? I always here's the thing. I always forget I need to get a co-host until like an hour before. Until so, I ask you on Tuesday, yeah. who's on? No, no, no. I I'll, I'll forget in like ten minutes, and then I'll remember <laughs> on. <laughs> you gotta you gotta lay off the drugs, Neil. That's going, yeah, going straight. Exactly, here. Josh. If uh, you're listening, 
I'm gonna put some. I'm gonna put like a sweet music bed here, and while we while you plead with Josh, if you're listening, Neil wants you, man. I do. Are you, are you free on Thursday? Yeah. Come on, come on, Josh. Uh, this is Fantasy NBA Today. Getting weird, getting silly. He's Neil. I'm Dan. Have a lovely Tuesday, everyone. Back tomorrow, uh, possibly Brandon Marcus. Although, again, he may have a brand new Clippers podcast dropping. Manana. If that's the case, I'm not going to bug him to do two podcasts in a row. I want him laser focused on the Clippers because this is going to be a hell of a year for them as well. Uh, at Ball with Neil, at Dan Vespers, at Hoop Ball Fantasy. Check out the brand new blurb feed. It's beautiful. Uh, and all of our new team coverages as well. Hoop Ball Clips, Hoop Ball Pels are the latest to add to the mix. If you want to be a part of the mayhem here at Hoop Ball, hit us up. Myself, Neil, Aaron, Hoopball, whatever, on Twitter. That's the best way to get in touch with us. We are filling morning blurb shifts. Those are the ones that have come open. So if you're like, Dan, I already told you I want to do it, but then you also told me you can't do the mornings, that's probably why you haven't heard from anybody. We need people that can do morning time, Eastern time morning. So hit us up at Dan Vespers. We're willing to train you. All you got to do is be able to write grammatically sound sentences. That's it. We can turn you into a sports writer. Panda's just that good. He'll mold that clay uh, or he'll sit behind you like ghost while you work the clay. One way or the other, it's going to be uh, sexy. That's hoopball. That's what's going on over here. Uh, if you want to cover a team also, podcast or written, you can hit us up for, on that as well. I almost forgot to do the recruiting part, pitch on this show. Uh, Neil, I will talk to you in a week. Enjoy your Thursday show. Uh, as always, it's a pleasure. Pleasure, and real quickly, I want to say congratulations to Brandon. Uh, so happy for him. He's a mm. great guy. So he will do a great job. Dude, so Clippers. good. Uh, yes. And he and I have a lot. I mean, people have probably figured that out. Play-by-play um, -play background. We both, you know, grinding our way through the minors. I, I just think he's he's going to kick so much ass on this Clippers thing. So get ready when that drops. I'll be obviously yelling at everybody to go listen to it. And you should uh, because he's already got a sweet guest list lined up. And uh, that's awesome, too. Uh, that officially now is the ending. For real this time, enjoy your Tuesday. We'll talk to you tomorrow. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.